how can I help? How can I serve? Can I do it by picking up brush and clearing trails at Harder's Grove? By painting walls and unloading food and making a new sign at the food pantry? By fixing up the siding and the screen door of a house of a person in need here in town? By weeding and mulching at the church? By sweeping out the covered bridge and picking up trash in the area? How can I help? By performing some act of service for the good of the community by doing something that needs to be done? Some physical act of help? The theme of service, our theme for today, is often couched in terms of physical help. Doing something for the good of others. Doing something for the good of the community. You lend a hand. You complete a task. Service means offering yourself without need of payment or reward. Maybe you don't even need recognition. You are just helping because help is needed. You do something. Of course, those things I named at the top of the sermon, those service examples, were all things that members of our church did this weekend, yesterday and today, things that helped out around our community. But our spirit of service, at least in this congregation, isn't limited to one weekend and five projects. We have a long and deep history of service work of ways in which we brought our commitment to serve into company with our expressions of faith and our awareness of the needs of the world. We have folks among us in our congregational faith family who served in civilian public service during World War II and others who served as seagoing cowboys with Heifer Project. We have persons who have served through Brethren Volunteer Service and Brethren Disaster Ministries and Children's Disaster Services. We have people who volunteer locally with the Blessings in a Backpack program and Habitat for Humanity and the Thrift Shop Ministry of the Fellowship of Churches and the Second Harvest food distribution that takes place in our own parking lot, as well as through children's programs in the community like sports and scouts and all other kinds of things. We have people who have served through the Haiti Medical Mission or by serving on the board of organizations like On Earth Peace or volunteering at Camp Mac, or who have participated in various projects over the years with our sister church in El Salvador. Some of us serve the needs of others by donating blood, or by working through local service clubs, or by going on work camps. And then I could name all the ways in which so many of you serve in the church. Teachers, deacons, musicians, tech people, worship leaders, ushers, commission members, making things beautiful inside the church and out, preparing food, washing dishes, watching over children, and on and on. The church is an organization that depends mightily on the work of volunteers in order to not only sustain itself, but to extend ministry out into the community and into the world. Is this any surprise to you? Of course not. Service is a key part of our function as well as our identity, both as individuals and as a gathered church community. Why? Why is service so central? Is it simply for the practical reason that without volunteers, we wouldn't be able to do all of what we do? Well, that's certainly true. We need willing volunteers to make things happen. But our deeper motive for service, I think, is not about getting or even giving something for nothing. And it's not just about accomplishing things of importance and impact. 
Our deeper motive for service is this. Serving others is part of the call of Christ. We are called to serve. We are called to serve others. Helping, therefore, is a core value, a core piece of our Christian identity. Being helpers is part of who we are in Christ. Jesus models this. He's a servant leader. He gets down on his knees to wash the feet of his disciples. He encourages humility and generosity. Serving others is part of the call of Christ. But then there is also this amazing side benefit, a side effect, if you will. Serving others is, at a very practical and personal level, amazingly rewarding. Serving is not suffering. To the contrary, serving does some very important things for us. It rewards us in some very significant ways. First of all, service rewards us because it lets us make a difference. Some people feel like they make a difference through the paid work that they do. For some people, that's true. The work for which a person gets paid can be meaningful. But not all paid work feels like it makes a difference in the world, at least a difference for good. So sometimes we need to do things that are important, not because someone got paid, but important because something was changed or created or helped along. Our reward then is the experience itself and knowing that we did something that helped others. I'm sure you've had those moments of meaningful difference-making. One that comes to mind for me is one of the trips I went on to El Salvador to work in solidarity with our sister church. Maybe some of you will remember when a large group of people from our church went to El Salvador in 2007, quite a few years ago now, to help build a room onto a school in San Rafael. Local people were the coordinators and the directors. We were the labor. The stonemasons, the engineers were Salvadorans. We just got to help. But what a meaningful opportunity was a concrete block structure that we were building. There were high school youth and adults and a few younger children who went from our congregation. I took my son Rainer along, who was in elementary school at the time, and Jim Townsend took his grandson, who was also about that age. And there were about 12 high school youth and about six or seven other adults. There's something very intense about my memories of that particular trip. I remember the work we did, the food we ate, the people we met. I remember playing soccer with kids in the dusty yard in front of the school. A couple of the locals who had a horse and were trying to teach some of our youngsters to ride bareback. I remember Julie Garber teaching kids how to make paper piece cranes. And some of our high school youth tutoring some of the Salvadoran elementary school students. I remember that our group sang a particular song for grace at meals that somehow impressed our hosts with its harmony. That room that we built is used for a medical clinic in that small and somewhat remote village. It continues today, that medical ministry in that place. I wonder, of course, about the value of sending a large group like ours to do work like that. Is it a good use of resources? Can there really be partnership in a project like that? But my gut tells me that at least in that instance, we made a difference. We did something good. 
So that's one thing. Service lets us feel what it feels like to make a difference. Service also rewards us because working together, doing something in partnership with other people, something that makes a difference, gives space for relationship. Working together helps us grow together. I'm guessing that those of you who participated in the brief service projects this weekend, just by working alongside others on those projects for even a few hours, came away feeling more connected to each other. It's also illustrated by what I shared about that trip to El Salvador. Do you think that the tutoring that our high school youth did with those kids at the elementary school when we were working was just about learning letters and numbers? No, of course not. It was also about building something bright in terms of relationship, in terms of hope. Doing something together, doing something good together, builds relationship between us. We connect in new ways. We see things about others that we didn't see before. I remember shortly after I moved to Sebring, Florida, Florida, over 30 years ago now, the church had a work day. I think I'd been there maybe a month or two. I showed up in my jeans and t-shirt to help with whatever the project happened to be. One older man, who made his living doing some kind of manual labor, I think, looked at me and said, well... It's good to see you in work clothes. Now, at first, that kind of startled me. Was I not doing work when I wore my coat and tie on Sunday morning? But then it occurred to me that he probably wasn't claiming that my pastoral role on Sundays wasn't work. He was affirming that on that Saturday morning, we could work together. Seeing me in my jeans and T-shirt My showing up for something physical made him see me differently. Suddenly, in his mind, he saw the potential for us to be partners. He saw me as a physical worker, and it pleased him. It connected us. Working together, doing something in partnership with other people, something that makes a difference, serving in that way, gives space for relationship. Working together Engaging in service helps us grow together. And then there's this. Service rewards us by letting us give. And we need opportunities to give because we are by nature protective of our own self-interests. We want to keep what is ours for ourselves. But serving lets us let go of some of that self-centeredness. When we serve someone else, when we help someone else, it lets us move away from thinking only about ourselves. And that is rewarding. When we get out of ourselves and into a space of helping, we open up psychologically and emotionally and, yes, spiritually. If I can give away something of value, whether it's my time or my labor or my own convenience or my need to be in charge, then maybe I can stop holding everything that I think of as mine quite so close. Maybe I can imagine myself as more generous and giving. Then the action puts truth to that imagining. Maybe I challenge my own assumptions about deservedness as I discover that the person or the project that I am serving is just as deserving of help and support as I think I am. 
and I get to give. Service lets me be, it lets me become a giver. And finally, I think that service rewards us in a way that is, I would say, mysterious and yet consistently true. It rewards us in this way, and Joel alluded to it. When you give yourself in service, it is likely that you will get more out of it than you put into it. That is, again and again, when we serve others, we find ourselves saying, I got so much more out of this than I put into it. It helped me as much or more than it helped those I was helping. And here's the other thing. Don't we feel consistently surprised by that? That we thought we were giving when in fact we were just as much and maybe even more receiving. That's a significant reward of service. Having the tables turned in terms of giving and receiving, in terms of being the benefactor or the beneficiary. I do something meaningful, I get in a new space with someone else, I get the opportunity to give, and suddenly I feel blessed. Blessed out of proportion to what I put in. Out of proportion to what it cost me. How delightful. In the verses just before the portion of Mark's gospel that was read for us today, James and John have been vying for importance. Who will sit at Jesus' right hand or his left hand in glory? Maybe they are imagining an earthly throne, the place where Jesus will sit once he overthrows the Roman occupiers, and how everyone who has been loyal to him, each one of them, will then get a share of recognition and maybe a share of power. Or maybe they are thinking of eternal glory, that they will sit with Jesus in eternity. But in either case, they are angling for advantage, for privilege. The other disciples, when they overhear this conversation, are angry about it. Why should those two guys push to the head of the line? What makes them think they're so special? So Jesus explains, you've all got it backwards. Being great isn't established by pushing to the front of the line. Rather, the path of greatness is the path of service. It's kind of a weird formula. Want to be great? Then be the slave of all. It's weird because isn't wanting to be great completely contradictory with willing to be a servant? I mean, if you're focused on greatness, then service probably isn't even on your radar. And if you're oriented to service, then likely you are little concerned with greatness. And yet Jesus does keep turning things upside down, doesn't he? But like I said before, service isn't martyrdom. There is reward in service. It's just not the rewards that the world so often lifts up. Rewards of power, rewards of self-sufficiency, or rewards of perceived importance. Instead, the rewards of service in the spirit of Christ are the rewards of meaningfulness, of relationship, of reorientation toward giving, and the reward of the surprise of receiving when you thought you were just giving. And these things not only bless us, they change us. They deepen us. We might even be transformed. 
And isn't everything we do in the example of Jesus an invitation to transformation, to be changed from the inside out, to have the inside and the outside finally match up, an invitation to see ourselves as intimately and necessarily connected to each other, an invitation to participate in the healing of the world. And here's the thing. We like to be doers. We like it. Brethren are, generally speaking, not just Bev, but all of us, doers. And service lets us scratch that itch. But it also moves us into important spiritual and relational terrain. The terrain of humility, of mutuality, of meaningfulness, of touch and even healing, of helpfulness. And these things are spiritually important. It's again part of the call of Christ. The verses from 1 Peter 4 put it this way. Serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever serves must do it with the strength that God supplies so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. That's the call. Do something good. Do something physically helpful. Do something good, something physically helpful, because it matters. Do something good, something physically helpful, because it matters and because you are called to serve. Do something good, something physically helpful, because it matters and because you're called to serve, and do it as an expression of your life in Christ. Humility and inclusion, hospitality and inclusion, simplicity and authenticity, and now service, building blocks and the foundation of who we are with Christ as the cornerstone. Right? Amen.